Today is our Senior Recognition Sunday, the day that we honor, that we celebrate, that we recognize our graduating seniors. Uh, this week in preparing for today, I kind of did an informal survey. I asked a lot of folks, talked to a lot of folks, and here is what I found. All people remember having a Senior Sunday, at least all that I talked to, all people remember having a Senior Recognition Sunday. Some people remember the speaker or the preacher at their Senior Sunday. Some people remember the speaker or the preacher at their Senior Sunday. And no people remember the message from their Senior Recognition Sunday. That's what I found this week. So that's what I'm up against this morning. Well, I want to tell you my goal is to change that today. My goal is that when you leave, and that you'll say, wow, things changed on this day. Wow, what a perspective we heard on this day. This morning, I'm going to ask if everyone would stand with me and join me in the word of prayer as we begin this morning. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Father, we come today, we're thankful for you. And I pray right now that, that if they're not already, that our eyes are, are turned to you, that we're ready to listen to you, that we're ready to hear from you. And I pray, Lord, that you would speak in this hour. Lord, I pray for our seniors here that they would be instructed, that they would be reminded, that they would be a little bit more better, a little bit more equipped today in the hearing of these truths. Lord, I pray for moms, for parents, for dads, for grandparents walking through these days. I pray for encouragement for them. I pray for a renewed focus for them. And then again, I pray for these seniors. I pray for great and godly influences to make their way around them. I pray that they would remember and find the truth of God's Word. Lord, I pray that there would be grace where there's gaps. And I pray that you would show them your love and your grace and your kindness. And Lord, we just come and praise you today. We have hope today. We thank you today. And I pray in Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. There is a song back from when I was in high school called, I Want to Go Back. It was by a guy named Eddie Money. I believe he passed away last year. Uh, the song says, I want to go back and do it all over, but I can't go back, I know. Now, that's hard for me to say and not sing, uh, but I'll spare you that. I want to go back and do it all over, but I can't go back. I know. I, I was thinking, I wonder what I would do or what we would do if we could go back. I wonder what we would change. Would there be anything that we would change? Would there be a few things that we would change? I wonder if we could go back what we would tell our younger selves. Would we have some new information, some wisdom that we would pass along to ourselves? I wonder would it even matter? Would we listen to what we would tell our younger self? Well, today on Senior Recognition Sunday, I want to tell you four facts that I have learned, and from those four facts, I want to give you four things to do. Now, this is my gift to you as your pastor. You say, well, that's a cheap gift. Uh, it is, it's not that expensive, but it is valuable. I want to tell you four things that I've learned and four things to do from those facts. So again, four facts and four things to do in light of those facts. Now, I believe God will bless this. I believe that he surely will. 
Now listen to me, I'm talking specifically to these seniors here, but really this is for all people. And I want to tell you, it can be applied to all people, whatever stage of life you find yourself today. Maybe you're transitioning to another stage of life. Whatever stage of life you find yourself, you'll be blessed to listen in this morning as well. So four facts and four things to do from those four facts. Here we go this morning. The first is this. Time is fast. Time is fast. Here's what you do. So make the most of it. Time is fast. Make the most of it. Listen, I remember being your age. In fact, I remember being in your shoes. I remember wearing those same colored gowns. I remember being in the same type of service. We sat in a row, rows just like this. We listened and then we walked out of that service. I remember at that time the days were long. Time moved slowly by. I remember it always seemed like Christmas was two years ahead. Doesn't it always seem like that? It seemed like summer lasts forever. You would go into summer and, and the summer would just go on and on. And we had lots of time in the summer. I couldn't wait. And I'll just tell you, oh, I couldn't wait to be in high school to do all the high school things. And then once you're in high school, I couldn't wait to get a, to get a driver's license. I couldn't wait to get a, a pickup of my own. I couldn't wait then to, to graduate. And I couldn't wait then to do my own thing. And time seemed to be on my side. 30 was years away. 50 was unimaginable. 50 was unimaginable. I'm 51 right now. Time is fast. The writer of Ecclesiastes says that the sun comes up and the sun goes down. And that's what it does. The sun comes up and the sun goes down. He says for everything there is a time and, and time moves on and time marches on. James in the New Testament writes that life is but a vapor, a, a poof of fog. And it, it looks like something in there. It's right in front of you. And then one day it's gone. It moves away. Some parents here are realizing that time was fast. And I think, man, was it fast. Oh, so fast. 18 years goes by just like that. One minute you're spilling milk in your car seat, messing up our cars. And the next minute you buckle your seatbelt and you drive off on your own. 18 years goes by and it's so, so fast. Oh, I want to go back and do it all over. I can't go back, I know. Time is fast. And so I want you to hear me. Here's what you do. You make the most of it. You use it wisely. You do not waste it. You, do, you cherish it. You be deliberate in the things that you do. In Ephesians chapter 5, verses 15 and 16, it says, Therefore be careful how you walk. It's a word for live. Therefore be careful how you live. Not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of your time. Time is fast. Here's what I'm telling you. Make the most of your time. Listen, the world wants your time. Satan wants to steal your time. It is so easy, talk to the folks around here, to burn up your time. Senior, this is the fact. Time is fast. Make the most of it. Now, what does that mean? That leads us to the second thing. 
The second thing is this, and I want you to hear this, and it's a, it's a fact that you need to hear, and you need to be resolute in it as you leave this room. But here's the second thing. The second thing is this. You can do great things for the glory of God. I want you to hear that. You can do great things for the glory of God. So do them. So do them. Hear me today. Listen to this. The world is going to say to you, and it's probably already been saying it for a number of years, the world's going to say to you, just get in line. Just, just get by. Plug into the system. Do what everybody else is doing and just get by. The world is going to say, fit in. Don't stand out. Don't go against the flow. Fit in. Compromise if you have to. Shave some rough edges off if you have to. But the world's going to say, listen, get in line. Fit in. The world's going to say, this is what success is. This is what matters. Do these things. Do this. Follow us. Chase our idea of success. Friends, seniors, do you see how the world is doing today? Now listen, just look around. Do you see how the world is doing today? Do you see the mess that comes out of the world system. Oh, if we'll just get in this system and if we'll plug into this system, if we'll invest in this system, great things will happen. Do you see what the system is producing? In the book of Proverbs, there's a verse that says, there is a way that seems right to man, and in the end, it leads to death. Here's what I've noticed. Maybe you have as well. Today, people are living like zombies. Now, there's a bunch of shows. People like to watch shows about zombies. Here's what a zombie is. A zombie is a dressed-up dead person. In our world, we're living like zombies. And I watch people, and they're walking around, and they're stumbling around, and they're numb, and they're hopeless, and they're joyless, and they have no true peace in their life, but they're all dressed up, and they look like something, but in their heart, they have no true peace. And so they try to fill that space with stuff. And I got this, and I got this. They try to fill it with success, with, with notoriety, with degrees, with experiences, all these things, with money. And they walk around, and they're stumbling to death, and they're numb, and they move like zombies. It does not work. I want you to hear me, and I wish somebody would scream this in, in my ear. I want you to hear me. Listen, God did not build you to just get by. God did not build you to fit in. God did not build you to get in line with a dead world walking to death. Listen to me. God built you for life. God built you for joy. God built you for a purpose. God built you to have a reason to get up in the morning to be excited. I have joy in my heart. That is how God built you. And the reason is to know him and to walk with him and to obey him brings him glory. Listen, you can bring God glory. You can bring God great glory. You can do that. I'm going to be honest with you. And I, I don't know, we don't say this, we kind of wink at it, but I want to be honest with you. Right now, the world and even the church is going to say, the next years that you're going to walk into these are years to try things out. 
These are years to test things out. These are years to sow your wild oats. Oh, we've got all the stories about that. These are years to kick up your heels. That's what these years are all about. Here's the deal. Listen, I'm talking to all people. Draw a line right here. And that's all people. Draw a line right here. The past doesn't matter right now. Right now, listen to me. What you are doing and what you are going to do will either bring God glory, it will point to God, it will bless God, or what you are doing and what you will do is going to disparage God. It's going to discredit God. And it's going to reflect shamefully on God. Listen, there's no middle ground. What you're going to do is either going to bring glory to God or it's going to reflect poorly, shamefully on God. Listen to me, senior. You can bring great glory to God. You can bring great glory to God. You can do that. Right now, you can do that. You can live in a way that God is greatly pleased and glorified. You do not have to wait for something else. You do not have to wait for somebody to check it off and say, now you're ready. You're not having to seek somebody's approval. You're not on a waiting list. Right now, you can live in a way that brings great glory to God. You can do that. Time is fast. Make the most of it. You can do great things for the glory of God, so do them. Now, there's going to be a test later. You may want to listen. Time is fast. Make the most of it. You can do great things for the glory of God, so do them. That brings us to the third thing today, and that is this. The Word of God is your God. The Word of God is your God, so turn to it. So turn to it. I've thought about this for years, and I've thought about it watching my life, watching the life of my kids. Maybe the single greatest piece of advice that I can give, maybe the single greatest piece of advice that I could have received is that God's Word is truth. I want you to understand, you're not launching off to find truth. You're not going out to discover truth. We have truth. God's Word is truth. Truth. In his word, he will lead you. In his word, he will steer you away from trouble. Oh, I want to avoid those pitfalls. In his word, he will steer you away from trouble. In his word, he will bless you with the best way to live. What's the best way to live? What's the best way to, to operate in relationships with finances and all things? He will bless you with the best way to live through his word. Through it, he will draw you closer to himself. You'll walk closer to Jesus as you spend time in his word. And you have it. God's word is truth. Senior, the biggest attack you're about to face is the world attempting to separate you from the word of God. Listen, I've been there. The biggest attack that you're about to face. Well, here comes this and here comes that. Here comes all these thoughts. The greatest attack that you're about to face is the world attempting to separate you from the Word of God, to belittle it, to discredit it, to remove it from your daily eyesight. Listen to me. You must not let that happen. You must not let that happen. Now listen, it sounds cliche. It sounds like a, what a Baptist preacher would say. It sounds too simplistic. But here's what I tell you. Read your Bible. 
Study your Bible. Make a plan. Memorize your Bible. Find a church that preaches the Bible. Turn to the Word of God. Go to your Bible. Turn to the Word of God. Best advice I can give you is not about money. Finances, the best advice I can give you is not about moral character and moral decisions. The best advice I can give you is not about schools or jobs. It's not about relationships. The best advice I can give you is be in the Word of God. Turn to the Word of God. Listen to me very carefully. In the next five to eight years, in the next coming five to eight years, many of your life's biggest decisions are going to be made. Now, I look back and think, well, that's a crazy system. That's a weird time to make big decisions. But listen, in the next five to eight years, many of your life's biggest decisions are going to be made. You're going to make decisions about families, about spouses. You're going to make decisions about future plans, about careers. You're going to decide your priorities, what's important to you. Some of the biggest decisions you're going to make in the course of all of your years are going to be made in the next five to eight years. And listen, you can make decisions that are awesome. You can make decisions that are great, that bring glory to God. Or ask a few folks, you can make decisions that you'll pay for the rest of your life. Well, is it that big of a deal? You can make decisions that, that at 38 years old, you'll still be paying for them. At 45 years old, you'll try to be sorting it out. At 50 years old, you'll be still filled with regret. It's that serious. Be sure you cannot afford to be away from the Word of God. And yet the years that you're going to make these decisions are going to be the hardest years for you to be consistent in the Word of God. I want you to think about that. The next five to eight years, your biggest decisions will be made. The next five to eight years will be the hardest years for you to be consistent in the Word of God. Do you see that Satan's ploy? Do you see that Satan's plan? You're making the big decisions, the, the monstrous decisions, the monumental decisions, and in these years you must be in the Word of God. Raising my kids, I realize how fast time is, and I start to think, it's not a couple years ago when Sarah's a, a senior, I start to think there will soon be situations when I'm not going to be there. And there's soon going to be decisions to make, and I won't be around to give advice. And that's terrifying to me. And I, I start to think about all the things that I didn't get done. I start to think about all the good intentions that I had. I had better plans than this. I think about all the things I never got around to teaching, all the things I never got around to telling them, and it's terrifying. I wish I could go back and do it all over, but I can't go back. But there's this one thing. And it's the plan of God and it's the grace of God. And on a day when they can't find me and when they go looking and they can't reach me, they have a better source than myself. They have the Word of God. Listen to me. Go to the Word of God. Trust the Word of God. Grow in the Word of God. Know the Word of God. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. It leads you, it lights the way. How do you go a straight path? You stay in the word of God. There's a Bible in that basket. Don't put it on a shelf. You know what? You wear that one out, you call, we'll get you a new one. 
Read it, devour it, study it. Be in the Word of God. Time is fast, make the most of it. You can do great things for the glory of God, so do them. The Word of God is your guide, turn to it. And the fourth thing is this. I'd like to go on for ten more things. The fourth thing is this. This will be the last thing. God so loves you, rest in it. God so loves you, rest in it. I thought about the last things that I could tell you if, I, if this is my last opportunity, it's this. God so loves you, so rest in it. Listen, life is great. Life is great. Life is hard. And I want to tell you, there's going to be good days ahead. There's, oh, I think about what's ahead. Oh, there's going to be some good days. There's going to be some great days ahead, unimaginable days. There's going to be troubled times ahead. There's going to be tough stuff ahead and things we didn't even know. We, we, we couldn't even see it coming. There's going to be days that are gut-wrenching that, that you can't eat. You know what? You're going to do some awesome things. You're going to do some remarkable, some tremendous things. There's going to be days like that. But listen, just the same, you'll also mess up. You will fail. You'll make a mess of things. But I want you to hear me this morning. The reality is this. Come what may, good or bad, hard or easy, God loves you. God loves you. Our God loves you. Satan's going to try and convince you otherwise. The world's going to try and drown that out and cause you to doubt that. God wildly loves you. Listen, forget me today. Forget this service very soon, but do not forget that. God loves you. Austin, God loves you. Alexis, God loves you. Carly, God loves you. Adriana, God loves you. Danny, God loves you. Francisco, God loves you. Anna Alicia, God loves you. Abigail, God loves you. Listen, if you're hearing my voice today, wherever you are, you can add your name to that list. God loves you. He so loves you that he sends his son, Jesus, that through him you may have peace, whatever life brings. Through him you can have joy, whatever life brings. Through him you can have life eternal. Listen to me today. God loves you. Let's pray. During Father, we come and we're thankful for these kids. We're thankful for the stewardship you gave us, have given us. We're thankful to be their church. We're thankful for an opportunity that doesn't end but starts. Lord, I pray that they hear today, that they turn to your word, that they seek not to wait, but they would seek to do things that would honor you, great things, big things, reasons to spring out of bed in the morning. And I pray in all of those things as they move forward, whatever direction they go, that they would remember there is a Savior, God, that loves them that no sin will be too great, that no distance will be too far, that your grace is greater than any great sin we could ever do, that they would remember your love for them in Jesus. Lord, I do pray for them. Do not, Lord, I do pray for encouragement, for churches that speak and preach the truth, for friends that will encourage and not detract, and I pray more than anything that they will have a love for Jesus and it will grow 
as they spend time in your word. Lord, I, I pray that they would remember these words today. We're thankful, Lord, for the God that doesn't leave us, the God that redeems time, the God that gives life, the God that forgives, renews, restores, the God of peace and joy, our Savior, Jesus. Lord, we pray if there's one that needs to make a decision today, I pray, Lord, that any hindrance to their making a decision is removed. I pray that, Lord, your word would resound in their mind and their heart and that today would be the day of, of their salvation. Lord, I pray for those that are saved today, that we've been renewed, that we've been encouraged, and that we all walk out of here with a re renewed resoluteness. Lord, we love you, we praise you, and I pray in Jesus' name, amen. I, I preach this sermon from the perspective of a believer. But maybe you're listening today and you're not a believer. Maybe you've never trusted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Maybe you've never trusted Him as your remedy for sin. And maybe you're a senior in high school. Maybe you're a senior citizen or anywhere in between. I want to tell you, our hope is the same for all people. It is Jesus. Our, our answer is the same for all people. It is Jesus. And I want to tell you, God loves you so much. He sends His only Son. He comes and He pays for sin, our sin, my sin, your sin, he sets the, the balance to even, paying for my sin in his death on the cross. That's what the cross is about. He loves you. He dies on the cross, paying the penalty for sin and for all sinners. The penalty paid, they take him off the cross, they put him in a grave. He's dead. The penalty's been paid in Jesus. And three days later, he walks out of the grave and he stands alive, victorious as the risen, resurrected king, our hope, Jesus. The Bible says if we'll trust in him, if we'll put our faith in him, we shall be saved. From the youngest understanding kid here to the oldest adult here in the hearing of this message, if you've never trusted Jesus, turn to him today. He'll save you today. He'll save you today. If you've trusted Christ, maybe this is a call to walk with him, to get back in his word, to grow in the knowledge of his word, to commit to being a church that would foster young people like that. We're going to end our service with a time of response, a time of invitation. And it truly is the most important thing that will go on today, a, a chance to respond to the truth of the gospel, of, of our good news. We're going to stand and sing. If God has spoken to you, if you have a decision to make, if you're ready to profess Christ as your Lord and Savior, you come, we'll do that this morning. If you need more information, you come, we'll do that this morning. If you're here and you follow Christ, but you've never followed in believer's baptism, you come as well, and it'll be a great day of testimony. A great day showing what we believe has happened to us through our Savior, Jesus. Maybe you're looking for a church home. You've prayed about it. You believe God has led you here. You come as well. Together we'll unite and we'll serve His kingdom, His name, until He comes again. Maybe you want to come pray at an altar today. Maybe a parent, maybe a student, maybe as a family, maybe you want to come pray here with me at the front. Maybe you want to pray at the altar today. I'm going to ask that no one would stir about you pray for those that are making decisions. We'll be done in just a moment. As we stand to sing, if you have a decision to make, you step out. You come on. I'll meet you here.